Well, I guess you could listen to episode 12 of Fresh Floppies. So here you go. What's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the Geek Nation? You're currently tuning in to Fresh Floppies, the show wherein we, JD and Noel... Flops and fresh. <laughs> we do be <laughs> flopping them fresh style. Uh, floppies are basically the comic book issues that come out every week. And we're going to talk about them without spoiling no them spoilers. for you. No we, spoilers. We are allergic to spoilers. We physically gag remember <laughs> remember um in knives out where she when she lies she throws up yeah, uncontrollably yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's what happens when we try i mean i could listen to spoilers yeah i can't but tell I, them. I when i tell when i say spoil like tell spoilers i know i'm yeah. telling a spoiler i projectile vomit it's just like uh lincoln right i cannot tell a spoiler is that his whole thing uh I, you know i was did he was it attributed to him or? probably yeah i feel like i mean i'm, I'm sure you know cannot tell a lie Lincoln, cherry trees, all that jazz. Uh, but then there's also like an era of like uh, f- uh, uh, Instagram quotes on it. You <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like a picture of Lincoln right, and yeah. like write whatever the hell you want. <laughs> um, someone make that for us. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're going to do. Today's Wednesday and the books come out on Wednesdays, but you can feel free to listen to this on your way to the shop. We're going to start off with Amazing Spider-Man, Nom- Nombre. 25. <laughs> Legacy. Uh, Legacy, 919. Nine yeah. times. Uh, whatever happened to Mary Jane is what it says on the front. And this is by Zeb Wells and Kare Andrews and John Romita Jr. and Kare Andrews and Scott Hanna and Marcio Menez and Joe Car- Caramagna. This is, this is an oversized anniversary issue for this current run yeah so it's it's thicky boy how mm-hmm. the presentation how do you feel about that oh i feel great this is this is what i want every issue to feel like it's nice and it's a chunky boy i'm um, thinking like 48 pages look it's, it's a double-ish both, it's a double-ish both the cover and the interior pages are quality it's looking good i'm feeling good about yeah, it this this cover it's it's um it's not quite cardstock but mm-hmm. it is not the same paper stock as the pages which is i mean that should be bare minimum yeah it's it like should a, be. It's like a sixty-pound it weight. Be, yeah, 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 yeah. Seventy, seventy-two of it. Yeah, probably. Um, all right. So, what has been happening in Amazing Spider-Man? The Zeb Wells run has told us that something happened six months to a year ago. It was a big cataclysmic event. Spider-Man's real upset about it, and everyone's mad at him. Mary Jane is married or with a, with another man, and they have two children. And this hot Paul is hot Paul is is what uh, is what transpired. For yeah. the, all of those events that have taken place, um, it explains what happened to Mary Jane. Last issue or two issues ago, it was revealed that Peter and MJ got whisked away to another dimension where time moves differently. He came back and was only here for about a day or two, hectically trying to get back to her. He finally makes it back, but it has been years since yeah. he's seen her for her time. And this is her story. I was delighted to see Kari Andrews doing some interiors again. I haven't seen him for a while. He has sort of nine different art styles, and yeah. uh, I like all of them. And this one is a little bit more Todd McFarlane-y. He also has like a Frank Miller style that he's used in the past. Uh, he did a lot of really great digitally um, painted covers for the Hulk back in the day. This dude's awesome. So I was delighted to see him. Um what did you think of this issue and the revelations therein, Noel? Um, 
Well, I, I want to stand Kari Andrews for a second because he actually changes his style in the book. Oh, 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 oh. So, does he now? Yeah, so like if you look at the one week later when they meet the kids, um, it's the kind of more current Kari Andrews style, but then mm-hmm. when you get to like the action of, you know, however months later, her, like Mary Jane, all buffed out with mm-hmm. weapons, it's the kind of almost image comic style of Kari mm-hmm. Andrews that he plays with. Like he... Time this book in the first half of this book, uh, no spoiler. The the time uh, about four years worth of time transpires. Yes. So I have to believe that it is a conscious effort for him to actually switch up kind of his style mm-hmm. during those like chunks of time because he does skip a lot, mm-hmm. and some of them look a little bit like more passive, a little rounder, mm-hmm. and sketchier, and some of them are really detailed and kind of action-oriented, and I, I hope that that was an active choice because it really works. Yeah. I actually had to go back and look like, oh, it's just Kari Andrews doing all of this chunk. Yeah. Like, that's really cool because yeah. it almost felt like handoffs. Right. Yeah. Slight, slight differences. In a, in a way that works. I know a lot of people complain about, like, the consistency of art in a comic, mm-hmm. but it's almost the cons- inconsistency kind of worked because you're seeing snapshots of two people's lives for yeah. four years and it was kind of cool I, I really liked it a lot um story the art oh sto- did you story like the story wise? you like what um, happened to MJ I I'm really enjoying this run yeah, me too <laughs> I'm really enjoying this run yeah. um I understand that people are um uh parasocially upset about Peter not being with the woman that they want him to be with yes and I think they are that, taking it personally. I think that that's fair mm-hmm. on a surface level. Like, oh, I really wish this character ended up with this one. Meh. Sure. They're not real, though. <laughs> what? And yeah, they're not real. You don't have to be that upset. Yeah. And comic book stories are cyclical. Like, they, yeah. they ebb and flow. Like, we had 10 years of them not together. Nick Spencer just gave us 85 issues mm-hmm. of them together. Yeah. Now we're like you know, backsliding a little bit and telling a different story. I think everyone needs to chillax. And actually, one of my favorite parts of this issue was uh, the backup story with uh, Peter and Felicia going to a wedding. Oh, yeah. I love this relationship that they're in. Mm-hmm. I absolutely adore it. He is not. It is a completely different dynamic um, between him and MJ. With With MJ, he is constantly, he was constantly kind of making apologies and excuses for his life life <laughs> yeah the thing With, that she signed up for yeah but yeah. still he never let go he really seemed to never let go of the guilt of it even though yeah. she accepted it altogether this is a peter problem not a mary jane problem uh, sometimes Felicia, sometimes it's a mary jane problem i mean maybe sometimes during the 90s she gets upset yeah yeah but with felicia it's it's completely different dynamic and mm-hmm. i i really enjoy their cutes i actually my favorite part was uh their uh, travel clothes she's in uh, leggings and sweats and yeah. i'm like is that is that black hat? That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, th- yeah. So the backup, which I had completely forgotten about, mm-hmm. to just mention it, is by Rainbow Rowell, who is writing the She Hulk's the She Hulk book that's so, so good. good right now, uh, with art by Alvaro Lopez. Alvaro Lopez, and yeah, this was delightful too. I echo your thoughts. I love Black Hat and Peter together. Mm-hmm. I prefer that to MJ being kidnapped, MJ dying. MJ being at home, staring out the window while it rains, wondering if Peter's going to come home. Like, I like that MJ and, uh, I'm sorry, MJ and, and Felicia. 
Pete and Felicia can go out together, bound upon the rooftops, have a good time, not really worry yeah. about if, you know, yeah, the usual... I, I do love... I, I, I had a conversation... <laughs> conversation with someone online. <laughs> oh, I see. Um about this you know like they their their stance was this is not how it's supposed to go why can't we i know why can't we let them have their happy ending yeah and i kind of posited to them what makes you think that this is not a happy ending for mary jane right why does her happy ending have to be that's good tied directly into peter's Mm -hmm. like it could be agnostic of him and his ordeal yeah It, it like you're you're completely removing any kind of agency she might have oh my God. as a character. Oh my God. But then, but then that. the whole thing is like, it's editorial. Doesn't want them to be together. Well, okay, like, um, that's true. It's, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> but still, like, if you're so emotionally invested in these fictional characters, yeah. then you should be so emotionally invested in maybe she's okay. Yeah. Without yeah. Peter, she's with a dude who yeah. doesn't go off and come home. Beat up, and she's not constantly being kidnapped. <laughs> and and honestly, I I'm I'm not I am not historically a Spider-Man guy. I just like jump in and out. I only just recently read um, the JMS run yeah. of thirty-something-year-old Peter as a teacher, married. Ugh. They're talking about starting a family. I loved it. So good. But I also love this. Yeah. So it's okay. I get I get where they're coming from. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Sometimes sometimes change is okay. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, that is a really great avenue to take. I like that a lot. I might yeah. have to steal that. She can totally like, be okay without Peter. You don't Peter. think she's okay without Pete? Um, but yeah, oh, so, you know, to just real quick, something does happen. And we've seen it in um, the Black Cat and MJ series where MJ uh, yes, yes, has yes. new abilities that we were previously unaware of. And um, we can, this is how she gets them. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and I love I love the <sighs> I love two things about it. One, um, I love the origin of it and mm-hmm. the the naming convention it's given because yeah. of her kind of history. It's a little. What do you how, how do you say it? It's a little too cute by half. Uh, too cute by half. Yeah. It's a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but but it, I'll go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then they seed something that I'm like. And they seeded they seeded uh, uh, it in the Mary Jane and Black Cat miniseries, mm-hmm. and then Paul mentions it again, and I'm like, oh, you mentioned two things, you mentioned it twice, Uh-oh. it's gonna happen. I want to hear off mic what you're talking about because I don't want to spoil it. But um, I would this this run has been a super blast. I'm really enjoying it. F all the people out there who f Twitter, f Twitter, which is just filled with <laughs> rancid bile people who can't enjoy a single goddamn thing. Um, this is super fresh for me. I am all in. Yeah, this is super fresh. Also, too, the, uh, the, uh, JM, JRJR art. Yeah. Dig it. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, Although, um, it's an abrupt switch between, um, Kare Andrews and JRJR, and it is a slight, I'm like, ooh, these faces aren't as good as the ones I was just looking at. (laughs) (laughs) Let's, let's, um... Let's stay in Spidey, Spidey Corner for a hot second. And I kind of want to talk a little bit about Silk, number one, mm-hmm. um, written by Emily Kim, Kim. art by Iguara. Yep. Um, I only picked this up because it's number one. Yeah. The last Silk anything I read was her introduction during Brand New Day. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah. And 
her main character trait was that her and Peter couldn't stop fucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was basically it. Because of their blood. Yeah, they were like. Oh, tied yeah, together. it was it was pheromones. It was tied together. It was yeah. a whole thing about how. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's totally fine. I I wasn't offended by it, but yeah. it was like That's this neat. character has had yeah. a full evolution since then. Yeah, she um for anyone who doesn't know who Silk is, her name is Cindy Moon, and she was at the same event where the spider bit Peter, and before dying, the spider crawls over to Cindy Moon's foot. Mm-hmm. and bites her and gives her the same exact powers that Peter has. Um, and uh, But she has been sequestered away in a bunker for 10 years. Yeah, sequestered is a really sweet way of saying... Kidnapped. Kidnapped yeah. and hidden from society yeah. in a bunker for a decade to hide her from Moreland. Yeah, Moreland. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so all she really knows and uh, is like t- t- television and pop culture and stuff yeah. from watching TV and movies. Um, they sort of moved away from that a little bit. Hmm. Um, and here we have, we start off with um, 1940s L.A. Hollywoodland silk. Yeah. Detective. So I, um, I, for, right off the bat, I did enjoy this issue more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like Iguara's art. Um, it's not like amazing, but it's incredibly serviceable. And yeah. uh, I really, really like their panel layout. I've liked Iguara for a little while and they were just doing the... Magic the Gathering comic for Boom. Yeah. Um, but then uh, I was reading it, and more than halfway through, I'm like, is this connected to a continuity or something that just recently happened that I have no idea? And not in a, in a I'm confused what's happening kind of way, more in a, did I miss something cool? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess, I guess I didn't miss anything cool. However, this was a pretty... This was a solid ass for me. It was a solid ass kind of introduction into a new something. Yeah, and I, I dug it. I think that if if you were a fan of Cindy Moon, mm-hmm. yeah, no, this is a strong number one. They seem to relaunch this book every five months, but yeah, she they they give her like maxi series, yeah, basically, yeah. Um, it's the same thing they do with a lot of books is you know they get they tell their tale and then it's done and then they give her another series. New number one three months later, and like yeah. Hmm. Um, this, uh, I thought this was just fine. I think if you are curious about Silk and you want like a female spider person, uh, this is a great way to jump into that. I think the problem with this is that they don't really tell you who she is as a character before dumping her into nope. this particular um, uh, scenario. Yep. So yeah, that I would like to know more about her and maybe wh- wh- who she is as a character. No, no, I, I hear that, and it's not really here. It's, mm. it's, uh, it's a uh, the ordinary world that's introduced in this book is not. It may not be real, right? Um, so there's no footing yet. But I do think that it's charmingly enough told where it's not uh, a hindrance, exactly. too much of a hindrance. I agree. I agree. Um, um, but yeah, I would say it's fresh enough. Yeah, yeah, so, guys. Sometimes we just like uh, read anything, and it's fresh enough. Now. Um, the next book we're going to talk about is Green Lantern number one, mm. uh, written by Jeremy Adams with art by Germanica. Uh, Germanica. Germanica. Yeah. Um, but uh, before we talk about it, okay. I know that you don't really care about Hal Jordan. I um, I have a nostalgia for Hal, but I yeah I don't generally like, like if I was like hey who's your favorite like uh, Hal's born yeah <laughs> yeah um. So this book uh, makes a choice, and I wanted to get your feeling about what that choice about that choice. That okay. With the character of Hal, he's he's a he's a himbo. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's yeah. A, but for sure. 
this more than other runs I've read mm-hmm. leans into him being white trash douchebag. <laughs> kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like charming dumb. Yeah, like yeah, but like a, a, a of a bygone era kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. they call him old man. He's he's they call him old man. He's he's annoying. Yeah, uh, it's like reading this, and this is not even a dig because I do like Hal Jordan, but reading this, I for the first time I thought like. I mean, if I was Sinestro, I'd fucking hate him too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he's just yeah. insufferable. <laughs> Unless you're in his good graces in every yeah. way, shape, and form, he's just a he's like he's like the guy on your intramural kickball team mm-hmm. who takes things a little too seriously, yeah. and then winks and jokes about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah, I'm glad we won, but you're annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was my favorite part of this book. Mm-hmm. I actually thought it was a really, really fun characterization yes. of a character who normally is just altruistic and honestly a little boring because mm-hmm. he's so altruistic. Like, yeah. Hal Jordan does the right thing. And it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. But he's also a fucking test pilot yeah. who's a cad. And it seems like... It seems like um, Can't char- stop showing off. Yeah. Characterizations like that uh, have been... He's 100% sure he's going to get the girl. Yeah, which he doesn't all the time. Yeah. So, like, that, you know, the, the 98% times of times that he doesn't, it's mm-hmm. like, I, there's, there's a, there was a, a, I think there's been kind of a shift to write him more like, like, uh, Captain Kirk mm-hmm. than this. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed this. Yeah, I enjoyed this too. Yeah. I thought this was a really strong start for anyone who wants to jump into a Green Lantern book. Um, we do have sort of the aged Hal Jordan. He does. He's not old enough. You know, when I started reading him, he had the gray temples. Yeah. So he had really aged up at that point, and he was really sort of the the fatherly figure of the Green Lanterns, um, especially when he was teamed with um, Redhead. Oh, Gardner. Gardner, yeah. Um, he was sort of like grandfatherly at that point, but here he's much younger, um, but still older. And, yeah, um, I would guess like maybe mid to late thirties, like just old yeah. enough to know how to pilot, but be mad that now there's drones. Yeah, like yeah. just on the cusp of generation, right? Um, so yeah, I thought this was really really fun. I really enjoyed this. I, I think it's up there with like the Green Arrow that we really enjoyed recently, or that I really enjoyed. Uh, I like this better than Green Arrow, but yeah, yeah Green Arrow was pretty strong. Um. And the art is really nice, too. It's a little bit of, um, gosh, he's so good. He just passed away. Uh, he did Avengers Forever way back. Busek? That's the, that's oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Pacheco. Pacheco. There's a little bit of Pacheco in this, but also a little bit of Yvonne Reese. Um, yeah. It's a uh, mixture of the two. The only thing that I would dig is I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not super in love with the coloring. Hmm. Um... Only in certain scenes. So, like, the one that you just showed me of Hal, you know, like, showing up as Green Lantern and being a hero, great. Yeah. But there's some daytime scenes where the shading is almost overly cartoonish. It, it, it takes a little bit away from the pencils, like, uh, the scene in front of their car. Yeah. I It almost has a Luna Brothers feel to the to the oh, coloring, yeah. which I, I, see that. I don't know if it works with, like, uh, Germanico's pencils as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sure as shit isn't enough to me be like, moods fine. It's yeah. just more like, uh, I read a lot of comics and I feel like I want to nitpick right now. Sure. But yeah, this book was dope. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed it. It was very fun. And, um, how did you feel about the, uh, oh, it also, it, it doesn't, that, I don't know what's happening in Green Lantern lore. Right. Same. Um, but they give me enough to just be like, okay, so he's just, he's on earth. Uh, he, um. 
Uh, so apparently the Guardians are gone. Uh, that must have happened in the last series. And now the United Planets are in charge of the Green Lantern Corps, which is what becomes the Legion in a thousand years. Yeah. Um, and they're like, no, 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 you got to work for us now and we'll tell you where to go. And because Earth is uh, in, fr- in in the middle of every goddamn thing that sucks, we're going to quarantine it and you're going to be reassigned to other planets, yeah. other systems. And Hal's like, nah, brah. Very, very Hal Jordan decision. Uh, you know what? It's almost a... There's people like this that I see online a lot. Hmm. Um, I'm not saying that Hal Jordan is like, he's like a rugged individualist kind of person where it's just like, you tell me where to be. Right, yeah. Uh, and it works. And then like how they kind of get him back into... I mean, he quit. It's not like he was like, I'm just going to be down here with the ring and do all this other stuff. He's like, goes home. He's got $50 in his bank account. He doesn't know what he's going to do next. Yes. Yeah. sort of down and out. Um, and then he winds up through events, uh, helping himself out. <laughs> there's there's um, there's an element, of, and I, I don't know a better term for it, there's an element of white trash hmm. in okay. Hal Jordan's characterization here sure. that I find charming. Yeah. Not a deterrent. Like, yeah. you know, he borrowed slash took his brother's old trailer yeah. and has no place to live and just kind of rolls around. Like, yeah. there's an element of just like... Um, uh, it makes me think of uh, almost of uh, not in not in a kind of like reckless or sad kind of way like um, uh, Riggs. Oh yeah, Murtaugh or Riggs. Um... Riggs from Lethal Weapon, yeah. where he's just like lives on the beach, whatever, doesn't give mm-hmm. a shit, and mm-hmm. just kind of like living it by day to day. And there's there's a little bit of that in here that I, I yeah. really dig. What did you think about the John Stewart? Oh, backup? I actually quite like that. Um, so he would. So uh, I'm confused. Doesn't John Stewart have his own book? Uh, Didn't like an issue come out a couple no, months ago? No, we talked about this. There I was, forgot. Um, they announced two books. Yeah, two Green Lantern books, mm-hmm. and then they just did this instead. Oh, where it's now it's just a series of backups in the Green Lantern. But book. there was a one, at least a one shot of John Stewart. No, like yes, yes, there was a one shot recently of John Stewart. It would have to been like a year or two ago with that Jeffrey Thorne ish the run, Maybe which was only it. like thirteen issues. Okay. Because that left him off at, like, maybe what we're talking about happened in that. Yeah. I don't know. But, like, that was John Stewart, Green Lantern, and it was with uh, Joe, and, hmm. yeah. What but, a bummer. No, there's no, there's not been a, there was no, like, one shot to set this up. This is just gotcha. him. I like this. I like this quite a bit, this John Stewart backup. I like the art a lot. Who is this? Who's drawing this? Um, this is I'm, real cool looking. Actually, I didn't love the art. It looks a Montos. little bit like Trevor Hairseen. Um, Montos, Montos is the name. Um, yeah. I liked the horror-esque art, yeah. but when he's just talking to his mom, I didn't love it. Oh, I love the like art. Like that. Yeah. I didn't like that oh, face I love at it. all. No. Oh, I think it's great. Um, I loved his mom. Oh, okay. But yeah, I, it's, 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 it's you, a bummer. It, uh, it, you know what? This whole first scene comes off as a, like shooting for Gary Frank. No. But falls a little short. Yeah, man. The, the uh, facial expressions and I stuff. I see that, more R.M. Wera. From Scalped. But I, I want to grab my issue of... I also like that um, it's sort of like a multiversal thing. Something is coming for John from a different multiverse. That is universe. pretty cool. That took me a minute. Like, yeah. they uh, they introduce it real fast. Although, um, I am like, uh, Radiant what? The Radiant Dead? Dead? Yeah, I know. Excuse me. You're not allowed to use that because it's the Radiant Black and the Radiant Pink. Yeah, this was really weird. Um, it read a lot like a free comic book day. Mm-hmm. Five pages. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah. oh, okay. 
But I'll, uh, I'll definitely. It's not like one of those things I'll skip. Like if I'm reading Green Lantern, mm-hmm. I will 100% read the backups. Oh yeah, I'm this doing. is not a backup that I would skip. It's just yeah, it's uh, good. Yeah, uh, I dug this. This was super fun. fresh. I really like this Green Lantern. Super freshies. All right, Ghost Lore number one from Boom Studios by Colin Bunn, Leo Max, Jason Wordy, Brian Hurt, and Bill Crabtree. This is a horror book. Uh, so Ghost Lore? It's a horror book. What? Uh, didn't think that from the title. Um. Well, to be fair, there's another book called Spirit World, which isn't a horror title. Um, this was great. I think it's a one-shot. I think from the name and the presentation here that each issue is going to be its own little mini ghost story. Um, and what I really liked about this one is that this is a ghost story that also houses another ghost story within the confines of it. Um, and I think that both ghost stories work really well. And I kind of hope that we see the... The sub ghost story again later because the the visualization of it is so gnarly and mm-hmm. and it really stuck with me. I saw the cover of this book months ago in previews when I was doing my orders, and I thought, oh well, that is a cover. That is I a wish, that's a cover that grabs. I me. wish that wasn't a cover. Oh oh, because it's a reveal. Yeah yeah, um, but I mean, it's also what made me order the book. So uh, because, yeah, because I looked at this cover. Not knowing that was going to happen, it was like, okay. Lord. I won't, I'm not even, that's the last thing I'm going to say about it. Um, oh, and also I should say, this is the artist who drew Basketful of Heads, which was one of my favorite horror stories of the past, you know, f- five, six years. Mm-hmm. So good. Good. Um, I, yeah, this was cool. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure, like, reading it, got to the last page, and it just kind of, it does have a finality to it. Yeah. And I was like, is this, I don't think this ever has to continue. Right. (laughs) So, because I don't know anything about this series. Um, So yeah, if it's an anthology book, I guess that's cool. Yeah. I got got to the end and I was like, oh, we're done. Oh, that's it. Silver coin and uh, other stuff. Creepshow. Creepshow, silver coin. Yeah, but Creepshow, that's baked into the title. I get that. This was a little bit more of a surprise. Yeah. Um. Like silver coin, ha ha, ice cream man, stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. this is ha ha is a title of another comic book. Yes, you're not just ice cream man. Ha 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 ha. Um, yeah, this was pretty strong. Uh, I'm I'm not a, I have a, um, not a love hate, more of like a don't care. Oh, that was all right. Relationship with Colin. Colin Bunn. Bunn. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I can't. I can't remember anything I've read of his. That Minimum I Carnage. Like, <laughs> it's the only yeah. thing I remember that he had done. Oh, did he do um, Harrow County? Yeah. Mm, that one I love. I know I love that because of Tyler Crook. The story uh, I didn't care about. Oh really? Yeah. No. Oh. Um, I would say this is pretty fresh. I think it's fresh. Just fresh. Yeah, because if I never read another ghost lore story again, I'll be fine. Okay. But I do want to see more of this folding woman. She's cool. Folding girl. You've said too much. I'm sorry. You've okay, said let's move too on. much. I'll say less. Take um, back what I said. <laughs> uh, I see that, before we get to the next books, I see that really quickly you, you brought some of your free comic book days with you. How was free comic book day? Oh, it was great. To you. It was awesome. It was mm-hmm. one of our two best days of the year. The other one being Small Business Saturday. Well, the year's not over yet. That's true. I would like more days like this, please. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, anybody that picked up their free comic books and read them, uh, let us know what you thought. Um, free comic book day is so interesting. It's like um, all the companies put out preview stories of a bunch of stuff that they're doing, 
and sometimes they're interesting sometimes it's like two pages of story and then like 17 pages of character designs yeah, yeah. so it's like don't do that I, yeah i wish there was a consistency to it but there's yeah. a couple cool ones like the um the spider-man venom one mm-hmm. um the spider-man story was just kind of cool gleason's art is fun yeah um the venom story was uh almost it was like under my skin kind of creepy Whoa, nice and kind of made me want to read the next arc of venom okay so like did the trick everything else that i read for uh, free comic day was just like all right yeah this one was good nice i haven't gotten to it yet um it's sitting here on my pile of things to get to yeah you should um you should read the the backup Oh, and then there's also oh, that's right. um, an ad for, well, a couple pages of Ultimate Invasion, which is coming up by Hickman and uh, Hitch. Also, Hitch. Hickman's new book, I think, well, maybe that's in the Avengers one, Gods. Sorry, oh. G-O-D-S. Oh, cool. With uh, Val- Valerio Shidi. Ooh. Yeah, it seems to be a, um, Hickman doing his thing, but magic. Cool, I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah, give it to me. I like, I like me some Hickman. Um, uh, I want you to tell me about a book that you read. I'll tell you about a book. It's called Spirit World. It's from DC Comics. It's part of the We Are Legends imprint. Um, so because of uh, Asian American AAPC, what is the name of it? Please don't put me on the spot like that. Oh, All so I know sorry. is that it's awareness. Yeah, yeah. Asian month. And, uh, oh, oh, I hate um, that I have to call it that. What is it called? <laughs> um, We're not cutting this. Shit. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what it's called. Well, anyway, they're doing a spotlight on Asian characters, new Asian characters. And this is one of those. Each one is, there's going to be a bunch of six issue miniseries that deal with a different new Asian character. And this is a they, them character called Spirit World. Well, that's not the name of the the character, but uh, the book is they, them. And so basically this is a, um, a character that we have previously seen in the... Um, big crossover event that just took place. What was that called? Lazarus Planet, Dark Fate. And she teams up, they team up with Batgirl and Constantine. And Batgirl is now lost in the spirit world. And it's up to Constantine, which I didn't realize was in this book. Also, um, the main character whose name I don't remember just yet. And uh, they are trying to get Batgirl back from the spirit world. Uh, it's Asian American and Island and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, AAPIH. What? Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Gotcha. AAPIH. Thank you. Um, I'm trying to remember this character's name so that I don't mess it up. Um, but yeah, I was really surprised. This is a, an interesting sort of horror book meets Miyazaki Spirit World type oh, cool. shenanigans. Cool. So it was actually pretty good. Um, I was. Not sure if this was going to be a one-shot or if it was a miniseries, but it turns out it is, in fact, a miniseries. And it's off to a really good start. Um, there's, there's two other miniseries, right? Like, um, in this is City Boy and Vigil? Yep. Yeah. So, of the three, I did look at, like, the, the these coming out. Of the three, the only one that I kind of found interesting was City Boy. Yeah. Um, because it was giving me, like cool Jack Hawksmore vibes. Yeah, I've seen um, a lot of complaints online. They're like, that's just Jack Hawk, Jack Hawksmore. Why but, don't you just... I mean, that's cool, though. Is it, why, is is it, it the same powers as some other dude? I don't know. Yeah, I don't But know the idea of it has always been cool, and they mm-hmm. should do it more. I'm sorry, are we going to get rid of all the spider characters? Right. Are we going to get rid of all the bat family characters? Mm-hmm. People like, oh, I'm sorry, your character flies. Uh, that's the yeah, same yeah. thing as Superman. Stop yeah, yeah. it. Like, yeah. Who gives a shit? It's just, it was a cool, like, I like the writer... 
and it's a cool it's a cool premise and i'm really excited about that one but i didn't know anything about spirit world this sounds cool speaking of which uh speaking of writers this is written by Alyssa wong with art by haining h-a-i-n-i-n-g is the artist um and so yeah this is a character who is dead and is able to traverse the spirit world but i can't i don't want to spoil it never mind and then some stuff happens. <laughs> but yeah, it's off It's off to a good... Uh, good. One of the things I didn't realize is that um, in certain cultures, what they do is they burn paper at little altars, at little... Um, what do you call them? Uh, at the graves. Mm-hmm. And, and when you burn that paper, your loved one receives what's on that paper in the spirit world and it is real. So this character's ability is to take paper and make it into a real thing. So she meets a little girl in the beginning. You know, it's very it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like a little girl in a white, or I'm sorry, a, a yellow trench coat um, and uh, almost gets sucked into the sewer. And she makes her a little paper umbrella and is able to snap and make it into an actual umbrella. Oh, that's cool. Like a real world thing. That's cool. Um, so yeah, she takes paper and creates real things out of it uh, whenever she needs it. That's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. Plus, you've got, you know, um, Cassandra Kane Batgirl stuck in the spirit room, and so you get to spend a lot of time in there. And um, real flesh is tasty to the spirit, so they're, she's constantly trying to run and escape all these spirits who just want to nibble. I like that. Uh, yeah. That sentence was interesting. Real flesh is tasty to the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> um, What'd gonna, you read? I'm going to talk about uh, a, little, a little calm, quiet book called Nemesis Reloaded, written by Mark Miller and Jorge Jimenez. This is issue five, um, a double-sized issue that I did not realize was. Um, and it um, this is the final issue. Mm-hmm. This was such a weird series because Nemesis came out in like 2006, yeah. 2007. Uh, Steve McNiven, four issues. Um, and it was just a book about what if, what if the Joker was Batman or what if Batman was as insane as the Joker. Yeah. Um, so this came out. Uh, and it is a completely, it's a redo of that first series. It, it's uh, the first series. It's a reboot. It's a reboot of that first series. And so much as it doesn't matter, don't. Oh, okay. He's JD just reached for the book, and I'm saying don't look it. through it. Okay. So this series, this five issue series, uh, was uh, a lot of the same beats as that original one of just like you know, he's thwarting the city officials every left and right and he's got big plans you don't know why you get little glimpses of his growing like so the 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 cover insinuates him growing up into like this life and stuff gotcha i Um, thought those were like his sidekicks or something uh no no no, that's that's him uh in the phases um so the main plot of this book wraps up about halfway through and then the second half of this issue leads directly into um big game which is Mark Miller and Pepe Larraz's large summer blockbuster series, which is a crossover of all of Mark Miller's books. Yeah. Uh, Kick-Ass, Nemesis, Kingsman, Magic Order, Huck, Empress, Ambassadors, Space, Bandits, etc., 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 etc. And I, I knew that this was coming, but I had no idea how they were going to do it. But then the back half of this book I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, and uh, it was it was mildly impressive. Wow, okay. Yeah, it was mildly imp- Like the, the, the stuff, the um, air quotes Mark Miller lore that he pulls in to kind of try and make sense 
of where this is going is is pretty interesting. Nice. Okay. Um, I still don't know how it's going to work because yeah. almost all of these like miniseries that he's done over the last like ten years seemed pretty very, insular, very different, like, all yeah. siloed, very different. Yeah. But um, he seems to have kind of maybe reverse engineered uh something that seemed that could be cool. Okay. And with Pepe Larraz's art, I'm in. So. This miniseries of Nemesis Reloaded, it's fine. Yeah. It's like the Jorge Jimenez art is really what you're there for. Mm-hmm. It's it's basically just edgy man being edgy. Yeah. <laughs> but then this fifth issue was like, oh, you shithead. Yeah. This is kind of You cool. got me. You got All me. right. So um, mileage may vary, but uh, I'm excited for what comes next. And don't... Don't flip through it. I mean, yeah, don't flip through it. Just get it. Uh, maybe off, off mic, you could flip through it. Okay, cool. All right. All right. But, uh, um, but yeah, that's it. That's it. We did it. Uh, was there anything you're looking forward to this week before we split? Um, wow. You, you had to throw that question at me. And the same is question there, we have every episode. If, is, that, is there something you're looking forward to? No. Is there, is there? No. I can't remember any of the other books. Um, there's a couple of... Oh, um, um, I'm actually really looking forward to the next issue of uh, Danger Street. Oh, it's okay. Such a, it's such an odd book, and hmm. it really makes you work um, because there's a gajillion characters. And th- so... All of these characters are intertwining in Danger Street, but the voiceover or the narration is done from Dr. Fate's helmet speaking to the audience members and using almost code for all the main characters. Like, he's uh, Dr. Fate's helmet is telling you a story about knights and princesses and ogres. And then you're it's juxtaposed with these characters doing things and like trying to solve a murder and stuff. And yeah. then so it's it's very weird. It's just like, and then the princess met the ogre and the ogre walked. But and then you're just seeing really like lady cop and creeper. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting book. It makes you work. And I I, I think I I kind of dig it. It's the, it's the same feeling as uh their Rorschach. Gotcha. Uh, Tom King's and um, Jorge Fornes's Rorschach, where it really like makes you work. Yeah. But at the end of every issue, you're like. This is kind of cool. So, we'll see. It's uh, not as flashy as uh, uh, Hard Target. Um, human Target. Human Target. Oh, I do love me Human Target. That was awesome. That's a bit more of a flashy, straightforward book. Yeah. This one's a little bit more um, dug in. I'm going to... I'm excited to check out Extreme Venomverse. Oh, yeah? There's a whole new Venom thing. I like me some Venom occasionally. I occasionally like Venom, too, but I have a allergic reaction to anthology books. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. As well as spoilers. Yeah. We're allergic to a lot of things here. Well, I mean, I'm not allergic to spoilers. It's more of a visceral reaction. Gotcha. It's not like itchy. It's just like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, um, where, uh, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, located at 4327 Main Street. Come to my comic shop and buy some comics. <laughs> um, you can find me uh, every Wednesday night uh, oh, at right. the Cold Pop Podcast. Tonight we're going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Full spoiler reviews. Uh, volume three and what we've been up to this week um also online you know yeah. at mr Twitter. bartocci uh m-r-b-a-r-t-o-c-c-i uh, at cold pop email if there's anything you want us to talk about on the show or review email us at, at culpopco.com culpopco at, at gmail.com Cult and pop go let us know if um you disagree or agree with any of our assessments if you picked up a book because of our discussions let us know that as well we'd love to hear from you thank you so much for hanging out and we will talk at you later do 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 do
Thank you for listening to the Cult Pop Network, home to podcasts, live shows, and a whole lot of fun stuff for every flavor of fan. Follow us wherever you find your favorite podcasts, and be sure to join us live every Wednesday night at youtube.com backslash cultpopgo at 8 p.m. Eastern. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon so you'll know when we drop new Thunder Rounds and episodes of Fresh Floppies, a spoiler-free show about single-issue comics released each week. Until then, we'll talk at you later.